What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 224th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. I'm your host, SBJ, and with me is Will. Good afternoon. We are in a non-traditional recording time once again. Once it's it's been a crazy couple weeks, I feel. Although we've been getting the episodes out consistently, so that's all that matters. That's what's important to you. That it is important to me. It's important to me to deliver on a weekly basis of Pokemon goodness in people's ears. Uh, this episode's probably going to be pretty Pokemon Go heavy, uh, but before we get to that. Will, how was your weekend? How, my weekend's barely existed. How was um, your week? How was your, uh, li- your life? Well, I mean, they released the Destiny Year 2 Moments of Triumph, and I realized how sorry of a human being I am when I pulled mine up, and I only have one out of, what, is it eight or six? Uh, eight, I think. Yes, yeah. I only have one out of the eight done, so I have to bust myself to get the other seven done that's what i was doing last night oh man i i had the opposite i logged in picked up my book and they were all done strangely enough like the year one moments of triumph was like that for me but year two not so much yeah i think the only thing you had left for year one was skull loss yeah prison of elders delio yeah and now there's a lot of things about Destiny that I don't understand anymore. But <laughs> collecting calcium fragments or no, they're calcified fragments. Calcified, yeah. That that I understand because I have an app on my phone that tells me exactly where to go. Awesome, yeah. That didn't exist back when I was searching for them. I went, I watched like 50 individual YouTube videos that walked you to each one, and uh, yeah, that was a pain. So how has your week been? It's been good. It's been super busy, uh, super weird. <laughs> super weird. Yeah, I would say that July is more of a chill month for me. Is this uh, is this a no nap month, or are naps allowed in July? Ah, uh, I haven't napped in a while. Actually, I take that back. I took a nap last night because I was purposely trying to throw off my sleep schedule, and that's why. So I, I got home, did some stuff, slept from like 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., and then I stayed up till 5 a.m., then I slept to about 11, so I could go to sleep earlier tonight because I have to catch a flight tomorrow, which is part of the weirdness of, if you were to ask me Thursday what I would have been doing this weekend, I would have told you that... This is my first weekend in like five weeks that I'm actually going to be home. I'm going to do nothing. I did all my yard work early. I started cleaning. Like this was going to be my weekend where I was going to do nothing except catch up on nothing. And Thursday dramatically changed and I made some phone calls, got some phone calls. And now I'm flying out to Atlanta on Sunday, tomorrow. Uh, hopefully the episode will be live. I'm going to cut and edit it and publish it at the same time. And then meeting with some people, recording some stuff, and then flying back on Tuesday. And that all happened within like a two-hour time span of going from, hey, I'm doing nothing this weekend to, I'm flying out to Atlanta and I've never been to Atlanta. And yeah, so it's just a crazy week. And then on top of that, and this can kind of bring us into Pokemon news here, I got an email from PAX west last night which is they're formerly called pax prime but i think pax east is bigger than pax prime so they named it pax west 
the one in Seattle, the PAX in Seattle. So I got an email last night that my panel, which is just a Pokemon panel, got accepted. And so I guess on like September 2nd, I'm going to be flying out to Seattle to speak. And yeah, that was also super unexpected. And I've never been to Atlanta. I've never been to Seattle. I actually don't fly a lot. The first time I've flown was when I went to Worlds, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that was what, 2010? 2011? Uh, 2011, 2012, I think. That was the first time you were ever in an airplane four years ago. And look at you now. Look at me now. day jet setter. Yeah, so what was funny is earlier in the week I was planning to visit you in D.C., uh, because Irene is, Irene wants to go to the White House. She wants to do all the, she wants to do the D, uh, the DC tour, whatever people go to DC for. I'm sure before you see. Before I leave DC, yes, it would be a good <laughs> idea to get it in. Uh, I'm sure there are plenty of tourists in DC. I don't know if you can spot them <laughs> as uh, as easily as other normal people but well, it's it's very easy to spot them because they're not in my neighborhood so typically when you go out of my neighborhood then you say oh look there's a tourist i'm i'm assuming they have their they they're probably they probably look like they're playing pokemon go but instead they're just taking pictures of everything in dc yeah uh yeah so i was trying to plan a dc trip at the end of august so if this all works out well obviously this weekend's working out because i already booked my flight and hotel and i don't think i'm getting that money back so i'm going to atl this week hotlanta hotlanta yeah i'm staying downtown i already had a fan or two message me asking if we could get lunch which is cool uh then the end of and then at the end of july the beginning of august i'm going to gen con meeting meeting up with you and logan and jeff and I think Travis said he's coming and Greg and I'm forgetting people and I apologize. And then after that, I, at the end of August, I'm supposed to be going to Washington, D.C. And like two days after I get back from D.C., I'm supposed to now go to Seattle. I don't know how I'm going to stay employed, really. <laughs> <laughs> Just work remotely. Yeah, I mean, I could. I, the, the Seattle one works out actually really well. Because it's it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday convention, and Monday's Labor Day. So I can actually go to work on Friday, fly out Saturday morning, because my I wouldn't be able to check into a hotel until 3 p.m. anyways. Do the Saturday, do full day Sunday, and then I speak on Monday, and then I only actually have to take one day off, which is Tuesday, and then I'll use that day to fly back. So that yeah, one actually works out pretty well. And then the White House or the DC one is weird because that's just dependent on when I'm allowed to do a White House tour or whatnot. So, and I'm staying with you, so I don't have to worry about a hotel. It's just flexible with uh, the plane. Yeah, what's going to happen is you're going to stay with me for one night, and then you're going to have to worry about a hotel once you see what my house is like. Oh, man. Oh. When I walk in, I hope there's, like, a vacuum right away, ready to go. And like... I do keep a vacuum by the front door, so you're already in luck on that front. <laughs> I'll just drop the bags off, start vacuuming, start cleaning. No, oh, it's man. really the mold remediation that you need to get involved with. I don't... You glove window is back. You you have a you have glove window again. Glove window has come back to visit. You are correct. Why why why? What happened to your windows? Were they broken? Did they not install them properly? <laughs> no. Um, the original glove window was on the back side of the building. The new glove window is on the front side of the oh, building. Okay, they've rotated. They've rotated. Yes. 
<laughs> I see. I see. So, yeah, I'm going to be at PAX West if you are going. I know tickets for PAX are already sold out, but I would, would love to meet up with you guys. And there were some people in our Slack community saying they wanted to go to PAX, but it was sold out. I would love to even, you know, meet you guys outside of PAX, whether that's at, a, you know, a restaurant or a library or I'd not a library because those don't really exist anymore. Whatever there is to do in Seattle, I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll figure it out closer closer to that date. If there is a Buffalo Wild Wings in Seattle, you'll be fine. Yeah, that would be a great place to meet. Let's talk about some Pokemon news. So as of right now, we're recording at a f- about 4 p.m. Central Time on Saturday. It looks like the Pokemon Go servers are down. Uh, but we'll get we'll get more into that. I've been doing a side series with uh with just reporting day by day by day on Pokemon Go. I think the the news that kind of got overshadowed this week was a new Pokemon was revealed. That was revealed on Thursday morning, which was Salandit. Salandit. Something like that. I think it's supposed to be like Salamander and Bandit. Ba- Bandit. Oh, so Salandit. Yeah, there yeah, you go. That, oh, I thought about you, this. Do you know how harshly I was criticized for my pronunciation of Bonesley? Bones? Bon, Bonsley? Bonsly is what somebody told me. Bons, I think <laughs> it is. Bonsly. Like I, a bonsai tree. Uh, <laughs> and you, bones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So we'll go with Salandit and make that the official pronunciation immediately. All right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good about this name. Salandit is the first ever poison fire type Pokemon that will invade the Alola region. I got that right. Salandit is also the first poison type Pokemon revealed for the Alola region. And it is the second fire type Pokemon to be shown besides Litten. Uh, it looks like Salandit has a new poison type attack, but I don't think that attack was named. The 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 special thing about Salandit though, it is it has an ability which lets it poison any type of Pokemon, including other poison type Pokemon and Steel type Pokemon. I think those are the main two that are immune. Yeah, those are the only two that are immune. Um, and it. yes, its uh, ability is corrosion, and with that, it can. Uh... It can poison, um, well, uh, yeah, it's poison types and steel types, and then the question is if there's something else that's preventing poison damage, uh, whether it can uh, also uh, affect those. But I don't know if there's anything out there that prevents poison. Oh, well, yeah, um, what's his name? Nekoala. Komala. I was going to say, when I I saw the ability, I saw what it did, the first thing I thought of was, well, Komala's ability is it can't take any status effect because of it's it's always asleep. So how does that work? Yeah, and I, don't, I don't think they showed anything in regards to that. They showed Salandit fighting a Zubat and fighting a Skarmory and a Rockruff. Still a good name. <laughs> well, and then also you know this, I I got ugh, I'll never get his name right. Nekoala uh, Komala. Why is that so hard for me? I'm rubbing um, off on you. That's why. Ooh, that is such a horrifying thought. Um, but anyways, Topo Gijo, you know, his ability is, right, well, he makes the electric. Oh, I was like, what is a Topo Gijo? It's that <laughs> little, it's the Pikachu. No, 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 no. The 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 mystical, the guardian of Mele Mele Island, Topo Koru, Karu, Tabakaru. Oh, you you mean the, like, the guardian thing? The... Yeah. Oh, okay. 
So his ability creates electric terrain, which prevents sleep. So does that mean that Komala can have no status conditions? I don't in that know. Circumstance? Are they like pitching this generation as like a status heavy, ability heavy? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I got a Pokedex entry for Salandit. Uh, Salandit emits a toxic gas together with flames from the base of its tail. The poisonous gas has a sweet smell, and anyone who unknowingly breathes it in will become dizzy. Salandit is not a very powerful Pokemon, but it's cunning. Nature allows it to battle fiercely by throwing its opponents off balance. I was going to say, I will say that there are quite a few um, geckos in Hawaii. So if this is going to be kind of like a gecko Pokemon, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also have Salandant females not only release toxic gases, they can also emit uh, pheromones that attract males of all species, including both humans and Pokemon. Inhaling these uh, pheromones may cause opponents to be controlled by Salandit's will. I like just... I have to like take a second to pronounce it because it doesn't roll off the tongue that easy. Yes. So that's the new Pokemon that was shown. I don't know if that was to... Not like... Not take away news from Pokemon Go, but to also just remind people when Pokemon Go hits that there is new Pokemon and a new game coming. Here's a, here's like a little taste of that. Oh, I just realized his head, like it's a darker color and it has two ears coming out. And that's kind of like it's wearing a, a mask and it's tied in the back. Oh, oh. that's really cool. Oh. What Pokemon was it that it it's existed for like a decade and i was like oh that pokemon has a tail i never noticed that in 10 years <laughs> clefairy <laughs> <laughs> we got yeah we got some news about pokemon go besides it not working niantic puts pokemon go go's international rollout on hold following the much anticipated launch of pokemon go which was supposed to be a worldwide release from my understanding it was released first in australia then new zealand and then the united states pokemon go's popularity did not come as much of a surprise, Niantic's servers, however, took a very heavy hit. Significant number of fans had connectivity issues as a result, along with logging into their Pokemon Trainer Club accounts. The company acknowledged the issue. They are still working hard to fix the servers. Speaking uh, of recent events, Niantic's CEO, John Hankey, told Business Insider that their team is hard at work and admit the, the heavy server load. The international rollout of Pokemon Go for countries including the United Kingdom and the Netherlands, among others, will temporarily be put on hold until the company feels comfortable. In addition to Japan, Pokemon Go has been confirmed to make its way to South America, Canada, and Europe. I, I can totally understand and I get the frustration for UK or Canada or South America or wherever Pokemon Go is not. It's frustrating that this game is out and you guys can't get it. But at the same time, even if they did roll it out at this point, you wouldn't be able to log in. You would have the same frustrations everyone else is having of trying to log in and, try and trying to play the game. And adding more people right now was not the proper solution. Yeah, I was able to get in this morning, though, after because I was able to get in the first morning and then never get in again. And then I was able to get in again this morning. So they probably have done something to improve. The, at least the logins, if not the account creation stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, I have a friend in the UK who was able to install it this afternoon. So they may have gotten to the point where the UK has it now. Uh, no, those people are probably sideloading from what I saw. There's no or rollout there. Like getting it from the US store or something like that. Right. Yeah. You can okay, either okay. make a US account or you can sideload it. Uh, we'll talk more about Pokemon Go in our, our main topic here. Uh, Pokemon TV app now available on Apple TV. Pokemon TV app lets you watch different seasons of the Pokemon anime, and the selections change every week. It is already av- available in the App Store on iOS. It's available on Google Play, Android, Chromecast, Amazon, the Fire TV Stick, and Roku channels. It is now on the Apple TV if, uh, if that is your preferred viewing device. Other bit of news here is Shiny Gengar codes to be distributed in Japan via 7-Eleven. Codes to obtain Shiny Gengar will be available at 7 spot at 7-Eleven stores in Japan from July 9th to the 15th. It is based on the Gengar used by Jarvis in the 19th Pokemon movie Volcanion and the mechanical Magirna. The codes can be redeemed for XY, Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, and they can be redeemed anytime until August 31st, 2016. This Gengar will be level 50. It will hold a Gangrenite, and it will know the moves Mean Look, Hypnosis, Psychic, and Hyper Beam. think that's all the Pokemon news. That's, that that's all I've heard about. I can't think of anything else. Come out. I can't think. Oh, Jolteon Watch. There are now Jolteon pins in the Pokemon Center store. Oh, finally. Finally. Jolteon Watch came to a sudden end this past week. You can get, I think it's Jolteon and Flareon come together in a set for $15? They added a bunch of new pins. Let me pull it up here. Uh, you can get a Ma- Magikarp, uh, Magikarp and Gyarados. No, they've already had that. Oh, here are the new ones. Omanite and Kabuto, Jolteon and Flareon, Venusaur, Charizard, Blastoise, Ivysaur, Charmeleon, Wartortle, or Pichu and Togepi. Uh, the two packs are twelve ninety nine. The three packs are eighteen ninety nine, and it looks like now we're just missing. We have all Gen One EV evolutions in pin, in pin form for those diehard EV collectors. So they'll probably have like an Umbreon and Espeon soon. Yeah, that's what I would assume. Combo I would, pack. I would assume. Yeah, they come together. Do is we'll take a quick break, and then when we come back, we will go more in depth with Pokemon Go. And we are back. Let's talk about some Pokemon Go. I think I had another news article. I have, well, I have a then couple. Then you lied in the news section, and you said there's no more news, and now you're like, there's more news. No, well, I mean, this is it's it's more of an opinion piece than than news. But before we get to that, I think I'm sure our listeners have heard my thoughts so far on Pokemon Go. But uh, let's let's hear your thoughts. You you said you played for a bit. Uh, I mean, I've enjoyed it a little. I, I'm not going to 
be one of those people that gets like super intense about collecting, catching them all and et cetera. And like trying to do everything that's in there, but I'll play it. Like I play most casual games. Like, you know, you write, like I still play uh, Pokemon Picross every day. Right. I have put zero dollars into it. And all I do is I go in and I do the daily puzzle and get my, 11 pick rights out of that and then like if i can pay for something i pay for something using pick rights if i can't pay for something i close it and i like well i'll come back the next day so i'll do the same with pokemon go because there's i think six poke stops on the my normal walk that i take my dog every morning i'll just go through pick up my pokeballs from the pokeball poke stops and if there's any Pokemon along the way, I'll try to catch them, which is very hard to do when you're walking a dog, but I'm getting better at it. And yeah, I mean, I've, I have I got most excited. I was walking down Pennsylvania Avenue and there was an execute and I was able to catch that. It was kind of in the middle of the road of Pennsylvania Avenue, but still uh, I was able to get it. There seemed even on day one, there seemed to be a lot of red team gyms like already taken, which I don't understand how that happened. Cause I'm literally like within hours of, of the game being launched, there were a lot of red team gyms and the gyms I've noticed are in, um, you know, DC, well, you don't know yet, but DC has a lot of traffic circles and those traffic circles have statues in them. So they're in those kinds of spaces. And then, uh, I noticed the Fannie Mae headquarters is a gym and my gym where I exercise is a gym, which I, that seemed really weird to me. I have, like, a, I have a funeral home near me. That's a gym. I, I, like, how did they pick those? Um, but then I look like an American university, which is close by to my house relatively, uh, doesn't have like any gym on it. So I, I have weird. no idea. And and I also have like the Sidwell Friends High School across the street from me, and that's uh, now I've given up people enough people <laughs> enough information they're gonna find my house. You you could it could have been <laughs> it could have been server issues because when I got to work and I loaded it up, I was like, why is there no Pokestop? I and I I work not in the middle of nowhere, but it's a, it's a very small city off off the highway oh no trust me it's the middle of nowhere i've seen you on find my friends and i was like why how is there no pokestops or gyms here when i got to work and then later that day when the servers actually came up and i refreshed they they did fill in because there's a post office near me and that was a that was a pokestop and there was actually a park and not a a police station and one of those i can't remember which one was it was a gym and so maybe maybe you're just having server issues at that time because most public buildings should be something whether it's like a post office or a police station like they should be either a gym or a pokestop and if it's like a statue or a monument those should also be pokestops so i'm also like confused um and somebody can probably let us know on this one uh, so there are a lot of statues in my neighborhood. I live in a historic neighborhood, and the statues that have been here since it before, because it became historic, how would you, I don't know, whatever. There's statues, they're all over the place, and all of them are Pokestops. Yep. So that's cool. But somebody gave the statues names when they don't have official names. They're all like mermaids. And... 
somebody like went through and gave them, but who gave them names? Because one of them gave them a name with a question mark because they didn't understand what the statue was supposed to be. I don't know where that's coming from because well, that's all pulling from like a Google database. Cause... But who went on Google and said, I can't tell if this is a statue of a mermaid or the Statue of Liberty. Um, uh, it doesn't look like the Statue of Liberty, friend. There are uh, certain levels of like Google permission where you can like edit and help maps. Like in Waze, which is owned by Google, there you can be like certain editor levels. So you can like lay out that like this is the city of Milwaukee, but this is Milwaukee County, and then this is the city of new berlin like you can map that on google's maps and like update it for ways or other apps so i'm assuming at some point somebody was going through and like naming them because they had like they had developer access or not developer access but map creation access no one ever went and updated it i'm also assuming that it's pulling the same exact and a lot of data that ingress already laid for i don't know if a lot of people know this but when ingress was made it was it was one of the reasons it got made and one of the reasons behind it was to help map like parks and and other places that cars couldn't go. And it says that in the terms and conditions when you sign up, it says that it will use your data to make, to like flesh out maps more that where obviously you can't take a Google car through Central Park. So you need somebody to walk through Central Park and grab those data points. All right, so speaking of parks, that's another weird thing, which is probably coming from the same source and along those lines, but it was, like, really funny to me. Um, So I live inside of a national park. So, like, around the edges of where I live, it's basically the difference between Washington, D.C.-owned land and federal government-owned land. So about every, I'd say, 20 or 30 feet on that border, there's a metal stick in the ground that says uh, U.S. National Territory. Um, Just so that you know, like, if you cross this line, the D.C. laws don't apply anymore. It's federal laws, whatever, to keep, whatever. It's it's the most idiotic thing. But somebody turned one of those sticks into a Pokestop. And I'm like... (laughs) I don't, I don't it's think a, it's literally a metal stick in the ground. And then they called the Pokestop like national park boundary. And I'm like, but the whole edge of our neighborhood is a national park boundary. I'm so. assuming I'm assuming all those Pokestop points are just points pulled from Ingress. All right. I, I mean, I guess so. But you Ingress folks have some weird... <laughs> Because, I mean, we could then have, like, maybe, like, 100 Pokestops if each stick was a Pokestop. Why not? Yeah, yeah. I, w- I always had the the understanding that sometimes people playing Ingress, they would do things that would break the law, whether that's trespassing or, you know, just stuff like that. Nothing serious, but, you know, you shouldn't be at a, in a park at 2 in the morning because technically the park is closed and the park is owned by the city and the city put out you know what i mean yeah park closes at dark means park closes at dark dude right. if it's dark yeah. out you don't go in there <laughs> so you know stuff like that so i'm I'm walking around my my neighborhood and you see the grass rustling and like a lot of it is in people's backyards and i'm thinking i'm not no part of me is going to go in somebody's backyard to catch a pokemon or capture a point or whatever but then I'm like, this is this is what happened with Ingress. Like people did this, and the, and that's 
trespassing. No, absolutely. And I actually found that I don't have to be that close to a Pokemon for it to appear on my screen. That, you know, you, you can be pretty far from it. And as long as you can see the actual Pokemon, then just touch it. And then it's like becomes capturable. You don't have to get that up close. Yeah. <laughs> personal. For like for a Pokestop or a Poke Gym, you have to be uh, close enough for it. In it, the the animation of that icon on the map will change when you're close enough. And for a Pokemon, when it pops up, as long as you see it on the map, you tap it and you go into the catch mode. Yeah, the capture at, screen. At that point, if you're in catch mode, you could go like a mile down the road and you're still in that capture mode where a, a Poke Gym or a Poke Stop, you have to be there for it to register and authenticate to give you your rewards or to do the the battle i i was a bit surprised on how close you had to be because there's a there's a bar down the street from me literally across the street so like three houses down and then you cross the street and it's right there and that's the nearest pokey stop i have and i couldn't check in on my couch and i was like really how close do you have to be so i walked i walked down the street and i was like okay i'm across the street from it oh I'm, i guess i'm not close enough and as soon as i like took like three or four steps into the road. Obviously, when when the walk sign was on, when when it was my <laughs> my my turn to walk, I was I was then close enough. But I was I was a little like surprised. Like, oh okay, it this is the closest one to me. But it kind of it, it's not like I could just check in at my house every five minutes because a Pokestop stop refreshes in five to ten minutes. Yeah, they turn like purple. Purple. Pink? They yeah, they're blue when they're good, and then they turn purple when they're inactive. And then if somebody puts one of those uh, lures on it, it will start like making glitter come out of it, like this pink glitter. Wait, so I have a question for you because I missed this uh, one of your mini episodes. Um, if the Pokemon doesn't have a green ring on it, but it has a different color ring on it, how do you make it green? Because I had a Pidgeot like while I was walking Iris and I couldn't catch it because I couldn't get the thing to change the color. Uh, you can. I haven't seen any red, so it's green, yellow, red for no, difficulty. this one had a yellow. I had a yellow Pid, Pidgeotto, I think, and it took just three or four balls to capture it, Pokeballs. Uh, you just kind of have to wait till the circle gets to, like, the smallest point. Um, wait, you can't change the color to green? I think there's a way, but I haven't gotten to that point. All I, right, all right. I, I believe there are, like, berries you can throw um, or, like, feed them to calm them for that but i was able to capture a couple yellows yesterday i used my pokemon trainer club account to set up pokemon go because what i was thinking is well my play pokemon stuff is tied to this and everything else pokemon related is tied to this this would be this would make the most sense and i played pokemon go for about 10 15 minutes on my couch and then the servers went down for me this was when it launched on thursday night and first it went out on my iPad, then it went out on my iPhone, and I thought maybe it was an iPad issue, or I, the servers went down. They came back up for me around 1 a.m. Friday morning, so about six hours after the game came out. I played for a little bit, went to bed. They were out ever since. Finally, the Pokemon Trainer Club servers came back up last night, Around 11 p.m., if I'm not mistaken, because I saw a bunch of tweets about it. So that was the first time in almost two days I was able to log in to my Pokemon Trainer Club account. In the meantime, I made a Google account to 
just capture data and get some stuff. But I already put right when I got the game, I put ten dollars into it because I wanted to I wanted to buy stuff so I could properly report on it. I, as of this recording, I think I think everything is down. The servers have gotten better, but did you use your trainer club or did you use just a Gmail? Yeah, no, I use my trainer club. Okay. And and it's for the same reason as you, right? I want it to be tied. My my whole Pokemon experience, like even my TCG play points and everything, that's part of my trainer club account. My VGC comp- competitive stuff is in there. So I want everything in my Pokemon life to be around my trainer club account, not my Google stuff, which I barely use. Right, yeah. So it seems between the time that Pokemon Trainer Club trainer club accounts were down gmail the the google accounts were working on and off more reliable well i 10 times more reliable than the trainer club because it was down for almost 48 hours but it's interesting that there are dedicated servers to that and then there's dedicated servers to the google stuff well no it's it's the authentication methodology right because pokemon trainer club accounts have to be authenticated by uh tpci uh, servers and and those are distinctly separate from google authentication right google authentication is going to work 99 percent of the time because they're authenticating email and everything all the time um but it's it's really it's it's two separate sets of servers it's not going to the same place to authenticate so i mean if it was going to the same place to authenticate there'd be you wouldn't have to select from two different buttons when you were selecting to set up your account and everything like that um, but yeah, it's just, I think that, I think that they made two mistakes and this is completely assumption on my part. There's no, no fact in this or, you know, no science or research in this, but I think number one, they were surprised at how many people wanted to play, uh, when the game was released in the first case, but the real thing that they did not think through would be, was the number of people who do not want to use a Google account for anything at all, and especially for Pokemon Go. So, right, the, one of the main problems they've had is people haven't even been able to sign up for new uh, Play Trainer, Pokemon yeah. accounts because that whole system is so overloaded. And the reason for that, people don't want to set up Google accounts. People don't trust Google. They think it's stealing their data and it's Skynet. Oh, well, Niantic like is that. stealing... Niantic's taking your data from Pokemon Go and sending it to Google. Well, I know. I mean, but this is something I actually had to deal with at my job because we use Google services for a lot of stuff. And there's a really... I would not... I'm not going to say unfounded, but over sensitive over concern about what google is doing with your data um and i mean i could talk for an hour about the concept of privacy and what people actually believe is being done when they say that a company has access to your data versus what actually happens in reality but people just have this like unreal fear of google so they're like, well, there's no way I'm going to use a Google account to sign up for this, especially since it's about me walking around and it's going to know where I am on Earth. And then Skynet's going to send the Terminator the after me. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm only going to do this with a Pokemon Trainer Club account. And then that's that's overwhelming Pokemon because they were like they were really thinking it's just going to be a very little overflow from the number of people who already have Pokemon Trainer Club accounts as opposed to a migration away from Google into Pokemon Trainer Club. Does that make any sense? Am I making no, yeah, no, I intelligent you. words here? Okay, yeah. cool. 
I followed you. I when the Trainer Club account came back up last night at eleven, I was I was finishing recording the third episode of the journal report that I've been putting out for Pokemon Go and going with my plan of resetting my sleep schedule for this trip I was taking, I finally logged in probably 1.30 a.m., verified that it was working. It's like, oh, cool, all my Pokemon here that I caught on the first day, my money is still here that I put into it. So I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'll just I'll walk to the Pokestop, the, the bar down the street, because it's 2 a.m., so it's still open. Not that I was going to go inside, but, you know... I guess I didn't want to be like the weird guy at like 3 a.m. walking, looking like I'm walking to a closed bar, I guess. Bars in Wisconsin, by the way, close at 2. I, 2 a.m. So I walked over there, checked in, walked back, caught a couple Pokemon. And then at that point, I, I, I was like, well, what am I going to, like, how am I going to stay awake? And that, and I decided I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to drive to places where there will probably be Poke Stops and Poke Gyms. And I will drive there, I will park my car, I will get out, I will do some stuff, I'll get my car and continue driving. And that's what I ended up doing for two hours. Wait, in Milwaukee? Yeah. Um, well, Do you know I, how dangerous that is? I went to the more suburbs, not downtown Milwaukee. Oh, it's so like more like Brookfield? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Like Wauwatosa and stuff. So. Oh, I love Wauwatosa. So there, there's a there's a Target near me, and it takes me exactly about eight to ten minutes to get to Target from my house in a car. I ended up taking an hour to get to that Target because I pulled over so many times on the side of the road. To I was, I do not encourage or I do not want to hear about anyone playing Pokemon Go or driving. I'm not. I am. I am the the friend in a car where if somebody is driving. And they pull out their phone. I'm like, no, you put that phone away. Hey, the car is a no phone zone. No phone zone. Because I'm a passenger in this car and I don't feel like dying today. If you want to be on your phone the entire time, I am more than happy to drive. But no driving and texting when I'm in your car. What you do on your own time is fine, but I don't Yeah, I'm just texting and driving. Not cool. What I did last night is I looked at my phone I said, this is the nearest Pokestop. It's, it was almost always like a church or a public building. I'm going to drive directly to that Pokestop. And as soon as I got there, I would park. I would keep my car running. I would check in, catch like two or three Pokemon in the area. I would then look for the next Pokestop in my, in my map area. I would drive to that. I would park, do the same thing. And that's why it took me an hour to drive what was normally eight minutes down the road. Um... And it worked really well, although, like, I guess I would rather, like, go to a busier place and just get out and walk around, but I didn't really want to walk around, like, city blocks at three in the morning, so that I just kind of stood in my car. But I, I ended up going out for two hours because I wanted to gather as much data, and at that point, I, I didn't sign up. I, I joined the blue team, battled at a gym a couple times, I evolved the Pokemon, I did as much as I could in two hours. And I, and I actually started the night with 55 Pokeballs. I caught about 60 different Pokemon in two hours. And then I ended the night with 67 Pokeballs just because of how many Pokestops I stopped at. I wanted as much data as I could to report on it properly because it was 
I was running out of things to say because I couldn't log into my trainer club, and that was the one I actually wanted to advance. And you're actually a very creepy person who likes to hang out around funeral homes. It was the first gym near me. Yeah, you're it a goth. A, you're a total a, goth. It was a gym and a pokey step. Because I think they considered the statue outside of the funeral home the pokey stop, and then the funeral home itself was the gym. Was there like a ghastly protecting it or a grimer or what was over there? Uh, a Gengar? I think that's where I found an execute. <laughs> I haven't found any like rare or unique Pokemon in my area. Like I have a Pidgeot now that I caught like two or three Pidgeotos and I eventually evolved one of them because I had enough Pidgey candy. I kept catching Weedles. I had evolved it enough to get a Beedrill. Um, a lot of Parises. Yeah, I, there was a Paris right by my house. I found one Magikarp, so nothing. Not 400 more to go. Yeah, n- no, like, guess. I saw a, haunt, a Haunter silhouette on my map, but I never found it. There's Jinx in my area. I don't know if you have any Jinx in your area. I have not seen one. Mostly uh, Rattata. Mostly. I did get an Eevee. That Execute was downtown. Uh, and then, like, a Pidgey's. Yeah, nothing. But but I'm very low level still. I'm not, I'm not even level five yet. So yeah, when you get higher up levels, you start seeing more po- more Pokemon with higher combat points. I yeah, believe. yeah, that's combat points. Uh, so yeah, um, that was that was my night. I ended it by going to McDonald's, getting breakfast, and then going to bed. Uh, the article I wanted to talk about here is uh, titled "Pokemon Go Isn't Very Good, But It Will Be a Huge." But it will be huge anyways by Austin Walker, who is formerly of Giant Bomb. He now works for Vice Gaming. I'll read a little bit here from the article. Uh, Made by Niantic and the Pokemon Company, which is partially owned by Nintendo, Pokemon Go simplifies the complex rules of the traditional Pokemon series and instead of emphasizing and instead emphasizes exploring your real life surroundings. As you wander around, you'll find various Pokemon in the world, tap on them, and then you use a simple touch interface to throw a Pokeball at them. If you toss it right you manage to stay, and you manage to stay connected to the server, it will add to your collection. Uh, unfortunately, my entire first day with Pokemon Go was dominated by technical issues. The game locks up, struggles to connect or stay connected to the servers. The GPS fails to automatically update. Items will vanish or fail as they work. It will crash again. It's a mess. Worse, Pokemon Go might not even be that good of a game without the technical problems. As in Ingress, Niantic's Previous GPS-driven game, Pokemon Go uses local landmarks like murals, churches, monuments, and in-game destination as in-game destinations. Some of these destinations give you items, more Pokeballs, healing items for your Pokemon, etc., and other gyms where you can battle uh, with rival players. Every player aligns themselves to one of three teams, each trying to take over gyms while building up their own defenses. The early game is more about walking around, stumbling into new Pokemon, building your collection, and it seems to be a long-term focus. And it seems the long-term focus of Pokemon Go will be gym battles. The battles, the bad news is the battles are pretty disappointing. Imagine a really imprecise version of Punch-Out or Infinity Blade. You swipe left or right to dodge incoming attacks, tap to fire your own, or hold down on the screen to launch a special attack. I actually didn't know that until I read this article. Pokemon does a does include a familiar elemental resistance system, but all the fights I have been in haven't benefited from it. It never feels like more than wild gesturing and hoping that the commands I actually enter send through to the server. 
All of this leads to a stuttering rhythm of play that goes against everything that made Pokemon so great over the year. A good Pokemon game entices you to stay awake in bed just so you can get a taste of what the next area holds. You slide effortlessly from one battle to another, trying out new Pokemon and formulating strategic plans. Tension peaks at key battles and then smooths out once you're through it. Pokemon Go doesn't have any flow. Instead, it moves, fits in, and starts that match. It's choppy. Instead, it moves in, fits, and starts that match. It's choppy interface. Uh, and then it kind of goes on saying how he met up with some people playing Pokemon Go. They were really excited. They said they never played a game like this. They liked that they got to hang out together and go to weird places. They liked that it was Pokemon. And they didn't mind the crashing or the poor mechanics or the lackluster battles. So I guess his argument would be that Pokemon Go has a shelf life of about one Miitomo. <laughs> uh, I mean, I agree with him in, in a lot of aspects. If if you take away Pokemon from Pokemon Go, I don't think anyone would be playing it. Oh, you got that right. <laughs> and I and I think just that statement alone shows that the skeleton is just not very good for this game. Like Pokemon Shuffle is still a good game even if it was not Pokemon themed. Oh, definitely true. And definitely pi- true. Pokemon Picross, the same thing. Not Pokemon themed, it's still a good game. Now, I've enjoyed my time with Pokemon Go, and I'm very excited to play more of Pokemon Go, but uh, I'm pretty excited to get the Pokemon Go Plus because I've caught probably 20 to 30 Weedles, and it's not that exciting to catch Weedles. Like, I definitely got excited when I saw a Magikarp because it was my first Magikarp. The other thing I, I strongly agree with is, is the battling at a gym. I, you're supposed to swipe left or right to dodge, and I probably encountered four or five gym battles last night. Even I went into them even knowing I would lose because I just wanted to make sure I was understanding the mechanics and so I could report on that. And I felt like I couldn't ever not get away from their attacks. Like I, I stopped attacking and tried just to dodge, and I felt like I was still getting hit by everything. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to just keep attacking because it looks like they just keep attacking. And that also didn't work either. It just, feel, it just feels like a hot mess. And maybe I'm playing it wrong, but I feel like I'm all right at video games. I feel like I understand the swipe left to dodge, swipe right to dodge, tap to attack. Like Those seem like very basic mechanics. Um, and for me, it just... It just I, no battle I was in, it ever felt good or fun. It just felt frustrating. And wow. Yeah, at least the one thing that we should always be sure to say is they that this isn't um, it's not set in stone, right? They they can make improvements over yeah, time, right. right? And actually, one thing I was having an argument with somebody online about, which <laughs> turned out I was wrong. The release version of Pokemon Go right now is not a 1.0 version. It's a 0.29 version. Yeah. So yeah. technically it's not even like, you know, if you're looking at versioning numbers, it's not at a, a, a final version state in, in terms, which surprises me because I thought Apple was pretty strict about not allowing betas in the app store. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm also not sure about the longevity of the game. And I guess I would have to look more closely at Ingress, but 
I think one of the the pictures going around was there's a Pidgeot uh, at the White House because the White House is a Poke Gym, and the Pidgeot's name I think is America. Yep. Which is really funny, right? Super funny. That Pidgeot from the picture, and I I could be wrong, so this is just a general. Let's just say it has 500 uh, combat points. I've seen Pokemon with more than 500 combat points, so they go there. They beat it. Let's say that Pokemon that beats it has 600 combat points. And then somebody beats it with 700 combat points. And then eight, like, w- at what point does, does it just come down to people trading? Like, is there a combat point cap? Ah, uh, yeah. And then when does it become to your, to come down to your skill at battling? Right. And if there is a cap, at, how does that apply to new players? If every Poke Gym is capped at, a thousand championship points and every gym has three Pokemon at a thousand champion or combat points. Sorry. And you have six Pokemon with a thousand combat points. Like how, how does that all play out or is it never ending? Is that value getting higher and higher? Like I'm assuming there's a cap at some point and where I I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I have to do with teams. It may, the team building stuff might come in on that. So, like, if you're a lower-level player, you can contribute your Pokemon to, like, be stay at the gym as part of your team without having to be a high-level Pokemon, and maybe it levels up or something. I, I really don't know the mechanics at all because I haven't been able to join a team. <laughs> yeah, so I, I will be very curious of the longevity of the game. While I do agree with a lot of Austin Walker's article about how the battling is disappointing. The catching is a little lackluster. And um, if you take away the Pokemon skin, this is probably not a game that people would be downloading. It, it would probably not be a number one game in the iTunes store. With all those complaints, I am still having a fantastic time with Pokemon Go when it's working. Yeah. And I'm still really excited to play it. So don't don't make that seem like we're we're really negative. We're just being critical uh, and we're just pointing out stuff because we want to see Pokemon Go get better. That's all those complaints are coming from. They're coming from the the reasoning and the 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 motive of wanting this game to get better because we like it so far. We can just see improvements in the future, making it more enjoyable. Yeah. Can I can I submit my request for improvement um, to the Niantic company right now? The one thing that I would like to see improved. I let's hear it. Uh, so when you're on the walking around map screen and if you set the map to like where the map moves around versus the your character moving around, you, you know what I'm saying? Like the orientation and stuff. So like it it auto orients where it's showing mostly what's behind you when you're walking versus where what you're heading towards. Oh, and I just want them to flip that. I know you can manually like put your finger on it and reorient Rotate. the map to to where you're walking, but I kind of wanted to auto do that and be more focused on what I'm walking towards versus what I'm walking away from. My one request. I think besides them prioritizing fixing servers, which is the most important thing to do, don't get me wrong. I think they said that trading was like the the thing coming next to the game. And then map fixing? <laughs> I don't I, I don't know. So, so yeah, I think that, that kind of wraps it up. Those are our thoughts on Pokemon Go. 
no Travis. They are still either out of country or no, I think they said they are at their parents. Yes. And also, um, Travis does not use smart mobile devices, so Travis will never have an opinion about Pokemon oh, Go. Oh, right, yeah, they, they <laughs> won't have an opinion on Pokemon Go, because they have a phone from 2006. It's a feature phone, that's all you have to say. With that being said, we're gonna not do Pokemon of the Week, just because we don't have a move set, and I have way too much stuff to do before I get on a flight in less than 13 hours here. So I want to get this cut and edited and get it out for you guys. I'm very excited for the next episode. If everything goes smoothly from where my flight's taking me, we'll have a really cool guest on. I don't want to say who that is or get anyone hyped because if something falls through, I don't want to be held to like, well, you said. Hopefully everything works out. Hopefully Pokemon Go continues working throughout the weekend, especially uh, this upcoming week when I need it the most. I don't know if I have anything else. Do you have anything, Will? I do not have anything to add. All right. All right. Uh, If you haven't done so already, please take a couple seconds out of your day and review us in iTunes. We are really, really close to 600 reviews, and it would be the most amazing thing in the world if you could just leave a review and help us get to 600. Uh, As of this morning, we were were in the top 10 of iTunes under Games and Hobbies. iTunes has sections of podcasts, uh, politics, Games and Hobbies, technology, um storytelling i think is one of them so they have a bunch of different categories games and hobbies includes uh board games crafts car talk for some odd reason video games we were number 10 in itunes we've been there before but uh, it's just good to see us back in the top 10 uh we were number five most downloaded video game podcast of this morning so uh thank you all to who downloads and listens to the show it means a lot so the only thing i'm asking in return is if you just spend a couple seconds and review us in iTunes if you haven't done so already. Yes. Uh, I can be found at Dragging a Lake. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Uh, we have, if you haven't listened to them already, we have some Pokemon Go 20-minute episodes in iTunes. There'll be more of those coming, hopefully, as long as Pokemon Go is cooperative. But otherwise, thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are super weird. <laughs> <laughs>